That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. The best competition in sports is back. That's right. Last 16 of the Champions League. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Saturday night special. We got the whole crew here together. We're going to talk some Champions mm-hmm. League. I'm Andrew Pissarro. We got Alex Moss, Javier Revelo along Champions for the ride. League. Follow us on Twitter. I haven't been, we, have, we haven't been there in Follow a while. So I'm wait, wait, as is should tradition. Should I just exit the pod right now, guys? Or wait, Why am wait, I on this pod? As is tradition, every time we uh, have a break from Champions League. These are the champions. God, I haven't heard that for my team the champions. in so long. Okay. I'm beginning to forget the song. Stop making this about to, Arsenal. You're welcome. You're welcome. Dude, we're 35 <laughs> no, seconds no, no, no. in. Stop that's another tradition, Andrew. Another I, tradition. I, I, I thought that's what you were going to say the tradition was. Javier talking about Arsenal. Damn it. No. The tradition is me singing the Champions League anthem. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm making that up Thank right you, now. Well, this, this is another tradition. tradition. No, too. that's accurate. That's been happening for four years. Nice. That's a real no, point. I mean, I think I've done right. it not even, like, attempting to make it a tradition. I just get so hyped by Chelsea Champions League involvement that I just, you know, burst out into song. It's pretty great. Liverpool continuing up their title defense. Had to stick that one in there. But, I mean, it's where we're Should starting. Should we address the elephant in the no. room? Should we address wait, the elephant in the, the room? It's the last one we talk about, I'm pretty sure. Make them wait. we got plenty else to talk make about. Make them wait. <laughs> I have all I'm saying is that I have a I'm spicy good at making them wait later in the podcast. Sure. And we're good at it. In case in case you didn't see my Twitter activity yesterday, by the way, at Ghost Gold Pod at Andrew Pissarro at Javier. Oh, wait, you don't have Twitter. Hey, I'm going to get a Twitter soon. I've decided. Uh, I'm getting a Twitter soon. This is news on the pod. It, it'll I'll be coming it. soon. I'll believe when it, see it when it's coming I soon. get that it's follow. It's coming soon. I'll believe it when I get that follow. All right. Let's get right into it. Champions League is back Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and then more games Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So let's light this candle. Where else are we going to start? But with the champions, that's Atletico Madrid taking on Liverpool this Tuesday, the 18th. This game is at the Wanda Metropolitano, which Liverpool have won more trophies at than Atletico Madrid have. People forget that. And then the following leg is March 11th. And that one is at Anfield. So I'm expecting a very good fight from Atletico Madrid in this. They're not going to go down easy. They are not on the best form. Liverpool eked out a win today against Norwich. We'll talk about that on the regular podcast. But Sadio Mane came back on and scored late in the second half. Yeah, Fabinho got some time. We've got Naby Keita played for 60 minutes. The whole team is ready to go in good form, not scared. I think they can honestly win both legs of this game. Of this time. Yeah, but I mean, the, obviously, the emphasis is still on it not being easy. Easy, like no matter how no matter no. how bad Atletico Madrid are playing overall and how bad their form may look, once you get on a field with them, you just realize just how much more frustrating it is. It's like when you're playing, uh, you're used to playing against like a certain level of like FIFA player, and then all of a sudden you face like someone who's used to just playing like online, like I don't know, in online tournaments or something, who's just way better at like predicting or I guess anticipating uh, offensive movements and passes. Atletico Madrid, they're just frustrating to break down and it, it can wear on you if you don't manage to do it in the first like 
half of a game then you start to do things that are uncharacteristic of what like your normal uh like method of breaking down a low block would be um but i mean that being said outside of liverpool like losing their heads a little bit which i doubt they'll do um because they haven't so far this season this should be like like a draw maybe maybe a liverpool win at the wanda metropolitano and then a pretty resounding Liverpool win back at uh, Anfield. I want a Divac Origi goal again at the Wanda. Is that so? Is that so bad of me? Uh, yeah, because no one should ever hope to relive that absolute trash heap of a game. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Athletic will really have a chance at all in this. Um, I'm just going to flat out come out there and say that because uh, they are 12 points back from Real Madrid and Barcelona in the league. And they've just been dreadful this season offensively. Um, they don't have a player that has double-digit goals this year. Um, they've just been, uh, you know, Morata, Costa, uh, Lamar, and I think it's Vitolo. Um, they their entire front line costs something like over two hundred million, and they just they 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 have no goals between them this season. They're just they've just been pathetic, um, and that's. That's I think I don't know I think there's I, I feel like Simeone's starting to wear on those like like it doesn't feel like they're advancing you know what I mean it feels like they've gone back a lot from where they were a few years ago um, and I don't think they're they're nearly as good this year I feel like players like All Black are going to be looking to leave and I think Simeone might I think they're a team yeah. in transition man I think he's just turn, like I think. I don't think. First of all, I think losing Godin there's was no also better really manager big. for them. You see how sure. good, like there, how big that's no... been for Inter this year, having Godin, and like just losing a leader like that. He was like the heart of the dressing room. Like it just feels like losing him, and and uh, like just it's having players like years. Lamar. They spent seventy million on Lamar, and he's got two goals. Like in his whole entire yeah. Atletico career, like that's like pathetic. But I feel like the question of like Atletico Madrid, like from a I guess. Uh, a, a larger perspective is probably a little bit different than just this one Champions League knockout tie where a lot of their problems kind of come from being uncomfortable when they're the better team trying to like exert their authority over worse teams in the league. They they get a bunch of 1-1, nil nil draws with teams that they should be destroying because they're just not comfortable with that. Uh, like ball dominance. So oh, I forgot. In this game against Griezmann. Liverpool. That's Griezmann and Godin. Yeah, Griezmann's obviously a huge one too. But in this game, when they're allowed and kind of forced to sit deep defensively, because I figured Liverpool's going to have the ball for most of it, they're the clear favorites. Uh, it, it's kind of going to allow Atletico to revert back to like the old. Atletico I just don't know how Atletico going to score underdog. a goal on Liverpool. Like I don't even see yeah, I mean, where, it, would be on where the it comes from. Defense is in great form. I don't right see now. where it's going to come from. Like, it, it who's going to score? Correa. He's been he's been their best attacking player. Yeah, he late, has, but, but it's but you, it's not. But, but like, but like Correa's like Correa, set piece. Correa to the Forte. Liverpool players is probably equivalent to like I don't know uh, Ismail Assar on Watford or like you know there's so many players in the Premier League that are similar to that that he that they have to deal with. I don't think they're yeah, but it's have a two leg tie. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. One one draw. I, I just the first I don't leg. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I think Athletic are really weak this year, and like Andrew said, I think they're a team in transition. So they lost two really their two biggest players, arguably. Um, and okay. yeah, I just think that it's it's not going to be that hard for them, Liverpool at all. I think in it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a like a three or four goal difference. 
I mean, I think I don't know if it would no. I'm do saying like like you could go like two nil, two nil. I think it could be like that. I could see uh, that. It's just gonna be I like a walk in the park. Fair. That's what I think is gonna happen. It's first of all, it's not gonna be a walk in the park. It's for sure. It's gonna be a battle. Like Liverpool had a battle against Norwich today. Like this is a let it come Madrid. They've because you have the Champions League. There's no way your players were going all out. They were definitely just like, all right, we don't have to like absolutely kill ourselves to win this game. They worked. I'm sure they worked hard. Yeah, I'm sure they worked hard. But I'm just saying. Norwich beat Man City at home. Yeah, but Norwich have also gotten piped by a bunch of teams this year and they're probably going down so that's I'm just saying like Liverpool have like we've had to work hard in games they're like we haven't been a team that just like we might beat you pretty bad but like we yeah don't but in those big games this open, year like, you guys time. have just stomped people so so Liverpool yeah. they own that first and last 15 minutes of each half they absolutely destroy teams in those time periods like you know, if you can, it's going to happen at some point. Liverpool aren't going to, I don't think they're going to be stopped. Or like, uh, Atletico aren't keeping a clean sheet in either game, I don't think. That's not happening. No. no. And they're not so scoring in either game either, so that's why I don't sounds even think like, it's going to be close. It sounds like we're going all Liverpool. Yeah. All right, let's move to the next one. Uh, and that would be, <clears throat> this is actually, I think, sneaky. This might be the best I'm pretty excited. I'm definitely of, watching this uh, this matchup here. This, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this, that's Borussia Dortmund taking on Paris Saint-Germain. First, uh, first leg is at Dortmund. Second leg is at PSG. And the biggest thing I have about this, and they still have the players. I looked at the lineup they put out today, but what's going down with PSG's lineup? Neymar and Mbappe missed out today. This is the right around the time of the year where we're supposed to get peak Neymar, and he's never really been a key factor in the round of 16 for PSG. Mbappe was rested, and, to be fair. He's not injured. Yep. But Neymar has yep. like a, a rib cartilage thing that... Yep, I, he's been training, so I, I feel like he's going to play. I feel like they're just resting I him. Do too. So that I mean, then there's this question of how sharp and how good is he when he's been rested for the last I think two weeks and missed like three or mm-hmm. four games in the process. I want to take Dortmund, but I feel like the Reus and uh, Brandt injuries are too much. Maybe if like one of those was out, they can kind of fill in with obviously the other host of attacking players they have, but. Anticipating a Neymar, Mbappe, Icardi, Di Maria like quadrant at the front, there. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see Dortmund uh, surviving that. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a shitload of goals. I can tell you that much. But yeah, I, I'm so excited like, for that. Brune Holland so though, at, man. Look at Holland goals. is the next coming of I like. Love, I love Holland too, but PSG are just getting Marquinhos back. He played the second 45 minutes of their 4-4 draw I definitely today. think Dortmund are going to score like a couple of away goals and at least three home goals. I think it's going to be it's going to be a crazy tie, I think. This could be yeah. the tie of the round for sure. Like I'm I'm thinking does this break like 10 total goals between the two teams? I feel like it Absolutely, could. Absolutely, it could. Yeah. It could. But I mean Which is obscene. So which is obscene. That. But just both so of these teams don't have I mean, don't have that good defenses. Uh, Dortmund have conceded a bunch of leads that they've had this year. And, um, I mean, it's just PSG are playing in the French League. Like, how often is that team's back line really tested on a on a week-to-week basis, you know? Whenever they play in the Champions League, they seem tested to capitulate. I know. They, they, they were seem- down 3-0 and came back. tested against Lyon, They too. went ahead 4-3 today against Amiens and then uh, conceded and drew 4-4. Crazy fucking game. All right, but see, they've been conceding a ton of goals in the league too. I mean, just both both of these teams, I think, are just. But I I, I, I tend to agree with you, Alex. Obviously, I'm I'm a huge Mbappe fan, and um, but Mbappe versus Holland, that's going to be a uh, the two teenage prodigies going at each other. I mean, I guess Mbappe's twenty. I don't think now, Mbappe's but, a teenager anymore. Yeah, he's twenty now. I think he's but, like 
20 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah he's not he's not 20 yeah. he's not 19 anymore but um but yeah no i i it, but like the two you know probably i think you could say holland's the most you know uh respected or like feared up and coming striker outside of Mbappe, right? Maybe he's Timo the hottest Werner. thing. He's the next Mbappe. Yeah, maybe Timo Werner. He's like, having the season that he's Mbappe not be had the next Mbappe, in 2016. He's not going to be the next Mbappe. He's not going to be the next Mbappe. He might score bo- goals in bunches, but the other thing we got, we give. I think Mbappe he's more like Ruud Van Nistelrooy. How he played like in the he, World he Cup. He reminds me of a player like yeah. Van Nistelrooy, okay. where he's just going to bag like 30 goals every year, and you're just going to be like, yeah, that that's that's what Holland does every year, you know. No, but he's so much more than yeah, that. I know Mbappe he's so much more messy. than that. He's so good. He's fast. I um, love Holland. Yeah. He's he's ridiculous. I don't think there's any use. Also, he's left-footed. Mbappe to or just or left-footed strikers are so dangerous. They're so they're so. They provide like a different threat for teams, you know. Also, you look at Holland and you think because he's six five and broad shoulders and everything like that, he's a target man. But that guy is built to run in behind defenses just like Mbappe. Yeah, sure, he doesn't have the the burst of acceleration and speed and quickness, but he's he's lanky as hell and he just glides past defenses and he looks good doing it. He doesn't look like uh, like. I don't know, like Tammy Abraham can trip over himself sometimes. He looks like a baby deer. Holland has none of that, and he's so much more refined. No. Um, yeah, this. Uh, sorry, Andrew, but I don't think many people other than Liverpool fans are going to be watching that uh, Liverpool Atletico game uh, either. Like, because this I know. I w- I mean, PSG game if, is so much better. If I had to show one tie of the. If I were to show one tie of this round of the Champions League to my friend who doesn't really like soccer or is like trying to get into it, I'm not showing them the Liverpool game. I'm putting them in front of PSG Dortmund. I think it's the best tie in the entire yeah, round, without a doubt. Sure. Um, I also wanted to talk about the bananas. midfield, and you have star power. which I think is the biggest difference PSG has this year in the Champions League. They actually have like defensive. Yeah. Idris Gay and um, Ander Herrera were, you know, pretty big signings for them, and. United have definitely missed Herrera in the midfield. You know, you could tell that like that workhorse mentality that Herrera has and his passing range and everything. I think that's that's where the battle's going to be won and lost. Dortmund, like you said, that Julian Brandt midfield without him, it, it doesn't look nearly as dangerous. Um, now they do yeah, have they do Emery have Mamou Daoud. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge Emery Chan fan, so I think he can he can They've look good in the Bundesliga. But him and Witzel as like a as a pivot. In a three-four-three, three. not the biggest fan of that. Like, yeah, he just came in too, so I don't know. It, it seems a little. So I, I'm going for PSG desperate. too. Old. I think it's a little bit too early for this uh, Dortmund side to make a run in the Champions League, but I mean, give them a year or two, and this side's going to be uh, dangerous as shit because they they have a really ex- really young team. Akanji's a fantastic young center back. Sagadu as well. Dude, I- I they, don't feel good about picking PSG though. I like I hate that. I, I'm I, I feel good about it. Fun I feel good about it. I'm excited to watch Jaden Sancho. In Sa- this, I mean, we even talked about Sancho. Be- Jesus, like, how many players are in this yeah. thing that you want to watch? Like, so many. This, this there's yeah, so many players that you, that, that you just want to see. A, you got, you got a very, you got a very hipster-friendly Dortmund team against a PSG team that has literally all the fucking talent in the world on it that should be dominating in this competition, and just hasn't. So just has Cavani on the bench. Just hasn't. You know. And yeah, this is Cavani a way tougher test Maria. than Manchester United last yeah. year, and they managed to fuck that one up. One hundred percent. So one hundred. But the main difference with PSG this year, like you kind of mentioned, Javier, is uh, namely Gay being able to play next to Verratti and allow Tuchel to uh, basically get away with playing Icardi, Neymar, Mbappe, 
and Di Maria all at the same time. Usually, Di Maria would kind of have to be sacrificed, and if one of the other three, of like Cavani also, was injured, then Di Maria would come in. But now he can play all four of them, and it's it's really frightening when let's they see, uh, seem to be all fit. And I think they are. If Di Maria can keep up what he's been doing this year in the league, he has something like I think eleven goals and seventeen assists. So he's he's been good in the Champions he's been, League he's been, against Real Madrid last round. He's always been good. Yeah. In the so Champions no, I mean, League. let's just see. Let's just see if he can keep it up because this is the first season that I've really seen Di Maria step it up for for a while. Um, and it, he's he's never been like a bad player, but I've always think he's just been so inconsistent and injuries and stuff like that have always kept him from I think ever reaching a top tier player. But maybe this is the year it happens. Who knows? I would love a quarterfinal PSG Manchester City lineup. Ro- like like running. the Kashi the Kashiko. Like, you want to really see the like Kashiko that. happen? Like, I would straight up. I would love to see the Kashiko. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. I like we've too. seen it. Uh, but yeah, I'm t- we? I'm I'm taking PSG. Yeah, so we're all going I'm, PSG. I'm, okay, this isn't looking good, guys. Yeah, all... I thought one of us would split off and take Dortmund. <laughs> well, I very well here. Let's go to the next one. We got Atalanta taking on Valencia. That first round is going to be this coming yeah, Wednesday. What a shit the, tie. The, yeah, the next Alex is like, is I'm excited for it, guys. Intense. I want to see Atalanta play. Well, no, because it's this going is... on at the same time as Tottenham Leipzig. Right, so, so you're not no, going to watch I mean... it. This is this is this is a super right. hipster super hipster matchup. matchup. I think it's going to be honestly. Valencia have been pretty good like, this year, though. I'm being to, unfair you have to, to them. Watch a lot of soccer to know. I'm some being shit. unfair to Valencia. Uh, yeah, Valencia. They're 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 a decent I'm, side this season. They're like built on their last year. They are on their season last year, and they're they're doing pretty well. I'm. I'm not going to comment a lot on this tie because I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've watched. I think I've watched Valencia once or twice this year, and I don't know if I've watched Atalanta at all. So, <sighs> okay. Um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to say I, it. you guys are both picking Valencia, aren't you? Yeah. Damn it. Okay. You're taking Valencia. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take Atalanta. I can make a case for them at least. I. Stylistically, it doesn't look great for Atalanta because it's going to be set up so that uh, Atalanta dominate the ball a lot. Valencia just really attempt to be patient and counterattack, which they're perfectly good at and have beaten Barcelona already this year, just like a couple weeks ago, I think it was, um, and uh, went to Ajax and got that 1-0 win to get first in the group with Chelsea. So. They're, yeah, they're perfectly set up to frustrate a kind of inexperienced team like Atalanta and and break and, I don't know, win the first leg 2-1 or something and then, I don't know, to get a draw on the second leg. But uh, Atalanta, I think outside of Lazio, have been one of like the biggest surprises in uh, uh, Serie A this season. And not a surprise in that like they're in and around the top four again, because they obviously got into that position to qualify for Champions League this time uh, last year. But it's just the fact that they've been able to maintain that highest scoring in Italy mantle. And it's not even close. I think they have like 10 or 15 more goals than Juventus. Uh, and they've led the league in scoring for each of the last two seasons. So they're That's on pretty exciting. I mean, this could be, this, be there could be a lot of goals in, in this. Um, the, the, they, the, I, Gabri- I the Gabriel Mangala backline is not not uh that that's what Valencia's two center backs are and um Parejo and Condogbia play in the midfield which is it's it's the wings where Valencia are like really exciting yeah Was and Gaia uh, right Mina. and uh Soler Mina, Gomez the, Guedes the, the new young winger they just uh brought in this season he was he's really fucking good Mina uh yeah Mina's been on the team for many many years now he's just no, he the was in the youth academy old. 
like the 18 year old I think he is oh maybe it's he another like, Mina okay. he was the player I was so most like impressed by I think Soler is just like 21 and he's been around for a while but it's still like a good young-ish winger he's just been around for a couple seasons already um yeah I'll pick I'll pick Atalanta because even though they're inexperienced I think they should be okay to finish top four in uh, in Serie A this season like they just came back from and beat Roma today 2-1 uh great game Gomez and Chelsea Loney uh Pasalic played really well so yeah I'll I'll pick Atalanta because I feel like there's not many other spots in this uh, where we're going to be able to, like, I don't know, find some differences to actually make this interesting. So I'll go Atalanta. Yeah, I'll pick Valencia. Yeah, I'm going Valencia. We all so. sound very enthused about this tie. Fine, I'll watch this yeah, while you guys watch Tottenham Leipzig. That is the next one on our slot. That's uh, also Wednesday the 19th and March 10th. Uh, first, like, at the new White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Stadium, or the fuck they're calling it. Uh, and then the next leg is at Leipzig. So, look, we know that Spurs have done this run before. Can they do it under Mourinho? This is really the best chance that they have at a trophy. I think I'm still taking Leipzig. I'm taking Leipzig just because I'm, I'm a big Julian Nagelsmann fan, and I think Tottenham still have a chance, a good chance at top four, so I could see Mourinho just being like, he's, never, he's not going to give gonna up. Give no, up. absolutely no not. Absolutely not. He's going to pull his full he's lineup, but I just don't. I just don't see them. I don't know. I mean, they could definitely beat Leipzig. They could. Um, this is probably one of the more winnable matchups that they had getting. Um, they could have had some way scarier picks. Um, so, I think the first leg is so crucial for Tottenham. I think they absolutely need to get. Yeah, a I mean, result it's really nice leg. having that first leg at home if they if they can get a big result at home. But they haven't been that good at home this year, so. And I, I know Nagelsmann's been good at neutralizing. I mean, they didn't lose either game against Bayern this year, and it feels like they'll they'll do a good they'll do a job defending away, and then they'll put on the pile on the pressure at home where they've been really really dangerous this year. So I'm uh, I mean I'm actually really torn in this because I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a really close one, and this is a, this is another one that I'm really looking forward to as well. There's a lot of good players on on Leipzig that I like. Obviously, Timo Werner, their their striker. I mean, who's been linked with Liverpool? It looks like Patrick he's probably going to go. Patrick Schick, very good. Yeah, he's they picked yeah, him up from Roma last in Italy year, and now is playing really well. They played them both together. It's, uh, the the, the two striker formation is coming back into style in some teams. I mean, they're they're two yeah, center really backs, Mpumpacano uh, and Konate and Mukaleli. Uh, they're three. Basically, they have three center backs who are all. Pretty much. Konate's been injured, class. I think. Konate's been injured, um, but they they have good. They're still top of the league right now in Germany, and they've been really good defensively, scoring goals. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see this tie. I think Tottenham are have more star power. Like they have a lot. They have bigger players, but I think no Harry Kane's going to be pretty big. Um, I'm not as. But this this Bur- Burwine kid is. You know, I it might throw a wrench in everybody's plans. I don't know. He's uh, I don't know how good this Tottenham side with the Son, Burwine, Lucas, Ali front line is going to be. You know, it seems like it's a really d- dynamic in terms of like speed and getting in behind. But you know, they're not going to be holding up the ball like those players aren't going to be holding up the ball too much. So I think it's going to be tough to track runners when you don't know where each of those players are right. like supposed to be positioned. It's so interchangeable that. But RB Leipzig's backline is track. so quick. Klosterman is insanely quick. 
Uh, Upamakano. Yeah, it's mainly Upamakano. Upamakano. Watching him against no, Bayern and that nil nil. Really, really fast too. No, I know, but Upamakano like jumps off the screen like uh, like Van Dyke does as a center back. When you just notice someone being so dominant and quick and being able to anticipate so well, uh, he's a real monster. But I, I think I'm going to pick Spurs. I hate doing it, but just the 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 trends I've seen from each of these teams. Uh, I think it was around the same time two weeks ago that uh, Tottenham got that 2-0 win against Manchester City uh, basically by, not by parking the bus, that's being a little mean, but by being the more defensive side, being patient, keeping it a 0-0 for uh, as long as possible and then nicking two at the end and obviously getting the help of that red card. And right around the same time, Leipzig went to Frankfurt and pretty much did the exact same thing City did at Tottenham. They were away from home. They dominated the uh, possession they created a bunch of chances, couldn't fig- uh, finish any of them, and then they lost 2-0 from two uh, counterattacks in the second half. And then they followed that up by losing to Frankfurt again in the Cup 3-1, basically with the same conditions. So it's a bit I of mean, a struggle. It was a small for, little patch, for, bad patch of form, but they just won 3-0 again. I don't think it's a bad weekend, patch so. of form. I think it's I think it's uh, showing that you're if, if that's how this Champions League tie plays out, where Leipzig are the aggressors, which... I'm not necessarily super confident that that's how it will play out. No, I think they're going to uh, go to Tottenham first but, but and try and just I think defend. Ta- I think Mourinho, I get, I think Mourinho might just play for a nil-nil draw and then try and get a score draw in in Leipzig. He might just, Jesus. just try to drag it through the mud. He might just... That, I mean, it's the classic Mourinho. He does that whenever he feels like he's got yeah. someone... You know, inexperienced in their hands, Didn't he and that's do that very much Nagelsmann all the time. I mean, he did. He's done that. He's done that most places where his team has like a couple of serious injuries and just needs to not lose. Uh, Danny Olmo is another player who he's been good. He's, yeah, he's been, been really, really good. good, and them getting him, I think, is going to be a little X factor here too. I think it's kind of like the Burwine. You know, the, he's going to be a, a big factor for them. So I'm I'm excited to see him playing in this team. They kind of needed that uh, a player to because uh, Emil Forsberg was and and Marcel Sabitzer were the two. Uh, Sabitzer still plays a lot, but like those were the players that were responsible with most of the creative hub in the team. And I think almost added just like so much more to that team. So I'm excited to see where they go. And yeah, I think it's going to be a really close tie. I could see it going either way, but I'm just going to pick Leipzig purely because I like Julian Nagelsmann more than I like Jose Mourinho right now. So I think Mourinho's a little bit washed up. I'll say this. This is two teams that have big-time history of choking, so we could see we could see an all-time choke job here from one if of I, these teams. I, so be on, if I'm from the Leipzig side, the I would side. be like, we don't even really have history. How can we... <laughs> <laughs> no, this is their first time big, in the knockout they, rounds. Like, but they should have gotten there last year. Like, they had the opportunity. They were like, they got, they got bounced around yeah. in the Champions League in the in the group stage last year. They a couple years ago they were beating Bayern for the league, and then Bayern came back and won the league. Like, this is a team that's like been close but hasn't actually got like has all the money and all the resources and has been close and hasn't gotten it over the line. So. Fine, they haven't choked on the same stage that Tottenham has, but still, history of choking. This this is this this is a choking hazard uh tie. But I, I just like the healthy Leipzig versus the healthy Spurs. I don't know, like I it's just don't I don't trust the cooking at Spurs right now. I really don't. I hate, I hate not, to be super basic about it, like but this. uh this time last year, I mean you can say Dortmund were focusing on the league. Uh Dortmund played Tottenham. 
in I think pretty much the same uh, away. The first leg was at Tottenham. Yeah, I remember we talked about it last Dortmund. year too. We were like, they're going to be focusing on the league, it's so they like, might. Premier League is just Premier League is just more like it, Premier League is greater than Bundesliga basically, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't think RB Leipzig are any better than Dortmund. You know, even last year's Dortmund, I think they're probably around the same level. This, hey, you know, I, I, I hate, I hate to pick Tottenham. I just figured both of you were going to go Spurs. You know, I figured both of you were going to. You know, go Spurs. I hate to pick Tottenham, but yeah, I'll do it. Good reverse jinx, Alex. You're you're picking them so that they lose, and then I can actually honestly say it's not a reverse jinx. I, I can honestly say it. If I was using reverse jinxes today, I would I would be going with Byron in the next one. But no, I'm well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. These are the first ones that I start. Waste in, my reverse week, jinxes on Tottenham when Chelsea are involved. Come on, Javier, you know me better than that. Sorry, right your ass. <laughs> um, all right, that brings us to Chelsea Byron, which is in uh, next week or a week and a half from today. It's on the February the twenty fifth and on March the eighteenth. Uh, first leg at Chelsea, second leg at Bayern. Big clash, Alex. First time we've seen Frank and a super laughing my ass off. You're not gonna like win. This. Stop. Don't even try. Don't even how about, try. How about an entertaining Where tie? The fuck how about do you think a high you're scoring? Gonna they're gonna entertaining score. tie. Listen, I don't they're know gonna if we're pipe gonna get you like five really? one in Munich, and then they're gonna beat you like three two in Stamford Bridge. Stamford Bridge is the first game. Okay, so they're going to beat you Stanford Bridge, 3-2 I honestly at Stanford think Bridge and then the, pipe you 5-1 at... I think the key to Munich. the whole tie is the first leg being low scoring. I honestly... I, I got a 1-1 I don't, I don't game. think we have to to win that game. And, and, and since when do you ever have position. low scoring games at home? Never. You guys always concede a bunch of fucking goals. You guys score goals, but... you guys. Yeah, I mean, even a 2-2... A two-two uh, would be like pretty would be okay. bad going to Munich with them having two away goals. You're not scoring. No, but my, two my, goals my in whole Munich. my whole master plan for how I like envision it happening is it being like one-one in the first leg. Chelsea trying to be like super pressure or what do you call it possession dominant, which I know is tough. It's going to be tough to do against Bayern Munich, but I think we have the midfield to pull it off at home. Bayern Munich's um, like control of the ball is unreal. They have so many good technical players: Kimmich, Thiago, Alaba. Uh, Alba and Alba Alba's been playing as a center back though he may get he may get uh, but he's just been filthy there he's back. just been like I don't know it's it's well what's his name Lucas Hernandez came back against uh, Leipzig he played so they have him and Boateng they could play together and then Pavard at right back and it looks like with uh, Davis that Canadian winger injured it looks like Alba's gonna have to go to left back. And, no, I mean I agree. It's not going to be easy. I'm not saying like I'm like 100 percent confident Chelsea will like dominate the ball at home against Bayern Munich, but I think we can do it for enough periods where we're able to sort of, you know, dull the knife edge a little bit and keep them from scoring three or four. Um, but then in that that second leg, that's when I think we just sort of start playing Russian roulette and we just go all out attack and you know probably get piped, probably lose like. 4-1 or 4-2 or something, but basically just try and get like a score draw, a higher score draw at Bayern than they get at Chelsea. And I think it's doable, but it's I, I give us like a 25-30% chance, and it all hinges on that first leg. If that first leg is an absolute nightmare and we get destroyed 3 or 4-0, then yeah, you're not seeing you're not seeing our strongest team in the second leg. We're going to very much refocus just on Premier League. Yeah, I just don't trust this Chelsea, this young Chelsea team against a team of like a lot of players on Bayern who have been 
at this level at the same time. Yeah, they went out in the round of 16 last year to Liverpool, but this is a I don't know. I have a feeling that and that was pretty fucking. That was a close a tie. It wasn't league. like you guys like it. It, it wasn't uh, an easy tie for you guys. So I mean, that was probably one of your closest ties that you guys. I, played. I would take Liverpool's nil nil that they got with Bayern in right. that first leg. That would no, be great. That would I'd be, be like, that would be like this. a great result if ideal. you got that at home. But I don't think you will. If you keep them to zero away goals, then you definitely have a chance. But I don't. I don't see you guys I, keeping it tight like that. But I would have said the same Byron thing about the Leipzig so game they just have had that was nil nil. Like both teams had that a game million should not have fucking great been nil-nil. chances. Yeah, I know, but they were both so wasteful. Like that game should have been at least three. Yeah, that was <laughs> two two. I would say at least that was but. absolute bullshit for everyone. That that game was not in three three. But it was still was, entertaining. Was, like it wasn't. A it was. It was a fun It was incredible. Yeah. Probably. Probably, again, you put that in front of a neutral, they're like, okay, cool, that was awesome, still, even though, anyways, I love Bayern in this tie. I don't love Bayern to go deep in this champ in this, the Champions League. I think once they get to the final eight, they're going to get, they could get socked up against someone who's better than them, but I liked them a lot in this game. They're a better team than Chelsea right now, they just are. So I'm taking Bayern. Uh, Javier, Bayern as well. Give me Chelsea. Alex. Up the Chelsea. I think you just painted like the best case scenario for Chelsea, and I respect it. Yeah, and I, I mentioned think, that there's I like a thirty percent chance it happens, but I think we can pull it off. Remember when they absolutely piped Tottenham at, in Tottenham? Yeah, but they're Tottenham. They what did they won? We're the Europa League winners. You're picking them to go through the fucking <laughs> Champions League for the next round. Yeah, because they're against because they're yeah, against they like the third best team like, in they're Germany. Tottenham. They're gonna go through. They're against the third best team in Germany. Who just? T- <laughs> third best team even though they're fucking top of the table you dumbass they're the third best team in Germany they just got hot nah they're better than Dortmund nah they're probably not they're definitely not better than Dortmund Dortmund have way more money alright let's get to the next tie I think we're all gonna go chalk on this one and it's Napoli taking on Barcelona first uh, first leg on the 25th of February uh, at Napoli and the second leg at March 18th I'm gonna do my best to pitch out why Napoli might be able to make this difficult for Barcelona. I think the they could because they have the world's shittiest. I think they pitch. could. That's the only reason they will make things "quote unquote" difficult for Barcelona, and it's because the pitch at Napoli is the fucking no, worst. Andrew, if you watch you're the American only ones football, who struggle there. It is. You're, you're the only ones. No, the pitch sucks. Face it, Alex. dude. They're, they're, so they're your bogey team. It just it doesn't matter. They're not going to do well against this Barcelona team. I don't care if Barcelona they're have not injuries. Do well. I. I well, Barcelona just have Barcelona have the fact that like they haven't played to what the like the team looks so good and should be amazing on FIFA and I feel like they haven't played yeah, to their they, FIFA. They level. lost Suarez. They haven't like the They lost lost Suarez like a few weeks ago like at the worst time. Like they pretty much only need him oh, for yeah. uh the Champions, Champions League like knockout rounds pretty much. And you know, obviously Messi and Griezmann are still there and then Ansu Fati uh as the other winger, but I just as cool as the like somewhat nice results Napoli have gotten recently are, they've like beaten Lazio and I think they've beaten Juventus recently in the league. I just the level from Italy to Spain, especially like the very top echelon of Spain, is just it's it's a little comical. Like I I thought Napoli were going to beat Arsenal last year in the Europa League and they just didn't show up. Like. It's yeah. They're going to get spanked in Napoli the second are leg, also but a mess. I think it could be a close game in the first yeah. leg, maybe like two-two or something like that. Because Barcelona have been really leaky this year in the league. They're they've scored they've conceded something like thirty-two goals 
um, where Real Madrid have only conceded like 14. So yeah, it's it's pretty fast difference um, defensively in the league, but they've also scored something like 59 or 60, like by far the most. So I'm sure you'll see Barca piling on the goals in this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Napoli nick a goal at Barca and a couple at home. So uh, they they've been having success scoring goals Napoli this season, but. It, Back line defensively, they've been struggling. Um, even though they have Koulibaly, it seems like losing Ancelotti. They did have a little bit of a, a decent run of form in there, but they've they've never really recovered um, the level that they had the previous seasons under Sari. And then it seemed like Ancelotti, at least last year, was able to continue some of Sari's work. But I think now a lot of that's died down, and you're seeing this team level off a little bit. Yeah, I, I also think Koulibaly is going to be leaving just... this summer, so I think that team is going to take a huge down downtrod when that Come happens. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. It's going to be... You guys don't need him. Yeah, sure. Why not? There's like 8 billion defenders. Sure, we'll sell uh, Rudiger or Rizuma or someone have Koulibaly instead. You're gonna, I mean, the, the team to watch out for is no, probably Man United. City. Not City. Watch Man City come in I there for a $100 million bid for him and put him next to Laporte. And yep. drop stones. That would make that team scary. Let's uh, let's save all Man City predictions for uh, whenever this nonsense is sorted out. Also, I mean, fair. If they dropped John Stones, they would literally have no English players on that starting 11. Raheem Sterling. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I know I could think of one. I was like, there's definitely one. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, I always just try to forget about him because, I mean, he's good and I respect him. I just, I don't like him. Anyways, we're all taking bars, so. Yeah. Uh. Let's get to another one where we're going to go really chalk, but I feel like this could be a decent tie. No. Uh, Leon, no. take. Don't even, don't even uh, sugarcoat it for them. Leon are I awful. Mean, they're going to get spanked. Leon are. They're going to get spanked. Yeah, Leon are not very Cristiano's good this year. Gonna, over under, th- over under four and a half goals in this, uh, in this, bo- over both games for Cristiano Ronaldo. Hold on. Oh, for Cristiano. Leon Juventus are playing. Over under four and a half goals over two legs for Cristiano. Because you know this is a Pat Statting night. This is a Pat Statting dream under, for, for, under, for Cristiano. Under, under. It, I mean, hat trick in one game, two goals he's in ob- the other. He's obviously rounding same. into form at the same time he usually did for Real Madrid and kind of did last year for Juve. But you know, Higuain and Dybala are probably just as big of threats uh, in that front three uh, as Ronaldo is. And I don't know, Dybala could absolutely pad his stats in this one too. I just. I'm, uh, I, I didn't even look into this game to be like, oh, who am I going to pick? I'm just like, oh, yeah, Leon has let me down so much this season uh, that I, I just can't summon the strength to even stand up for them now. So Juve by a thousand. Yeah, I'm Juve too. I, I, I don't really see a way Leon get by this. Um, they have a few good, young, exciting players, but... There isn't um, Cornet, their winger's pretty so good. Thanks for coming out. They've got uh, Arar, their midfielder. I mean, he's the one that's going to get snapped up. Yep. Probably this summer. I mean, he's so, so good. Um, you know, it, it seems like losing Endombele, they didn't really replace him. It seems like it's hurt them a lot. And they, they, they still haven't found, like, a striker that can just consistently score goals for them. So until they find that. Well, those, Dembele, but he's was injured for a bit no he keeps getting then, hurt that's the problem yeah so, he was injured I don't, I don't know it's just for me and yeah I mean, when he was when he was playing well right i think losing to has been massive for them 
Because Memphis as Depay like, is as a leader too. Their, yeah, well, Memphis Depay was like their their force of nature. I think without him, they they've got absolutely no chance in this tie. So yeah, I mean, I think we're all going Juventus. Yeah. All right, and that leads us to the team that's been on everybody's lips over the last twenty four hours. The internet has been ablaze with every hot take that exists. They wanted to be the most popular team in the world. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Everybody's talking about them right now, and that's Manchester City taking on Real Madrid. First place in La Liga, Real Madrid. Do you want to tell everyone what you're talking about, Andrew? Manchester City were banned from the Champions League for the next two seasons and fined 30 million euros Ooh, by UEFA. For a, financial a, fair play violations. That is a steep punishment. You hate... To see that what do you, happen. is that worse? What do you, th- do you think? Getting transfer banned for like two years is worse, or do you think this is worse? This is probably worse. No, this right? is like worse. Losing this so is much worse. revenue. This is yeah. way worse because it's basically it's like almost a transfer ban. Because <laughs> how are you supposed to convince the play- level of player that would be good enough to like break into that Manchester City team? If you don't have Champions League for the next two Let's seasons, be honest, to though, woo them they with. don't need almost any players. But yeah, also Pep Cash though, Money might be leaving. Oh, I'm sure Pep will be leaving. Right. After Pep this. has not signed an extension. He can like opt he out. He knew what was happening. I'm sure he knew something was coming yeah. behind the scenes. He can get. He is the and that's the thing. Barcelona is a mess right now. Although he doesn't vibe with the board, but that's the thing. Like Barcelona would probably move people out of the board to get Pep back. He could go to Qatar and just cash in and take a fucking. He could go to Juventus. Um, That'd be interesting. Imagine Sarri getting bought out at two different clubs. (laughs) He would take it. He would just go on vacation. He'd go back to Napoli and say, "I'm so sorry, I left." At all, (laughs) he doesn't deserve that at all. Does this Um, open the door to Maurizio Pochettino taking the city job in the summer? Holy fucking! Like he has a two-year window to build his own squad. He gets a long-term deal, like a five-year deal or something. They say to him, like, whatever players you can convince to come here with no Champions League, do it. Obviously, our goal is to win the league every season. You have to do that if we're going to be out of the Champions League for two seasons. This isn't like an original take. I've heard someone else say it, but, you know, it's just kind of like leached itself into my brain. And I'm like, if I'm Pochettino, I would definitely take two Champions League-less seasons at Manchester City over that shit show at United right now. Because that's the only other uh, for really, sure. like, Obviously the Barca job. job. Pochett- no, um, no, he, no, he does. He first of all, he, he will never take the Barca job. Oh, yeah, because he, he was an Espanol. He was the captain yeah, 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 about that. He's never going to Barca. Stop. People need to stop even mentioning that. I love that take, Alex. Um, I still think, I'll, and I've texted this privately with other friends. I still think City win the league. If they first of all, they're going to court of arbitration for sport, so they, they'll be they in the Champions get, League next it, season. They'll go. To, they'll. Uh, they have ten days to appeal, and with the appeal, they've already appealed. Okay, yeah, they've said they're they've already appealed, but with the appeal, you uh, request to the court of arbitration for sport whether you want the uh, punishment suspended or not. And assume, and you would assume they would say suspend it until the court for arbitration for sport or CAS has made their decision. Uh, Chelsea decided not to suspend it last summer. That's why we were on a transfer ban. But then instead of being suspended for two, we got it reduced to one and we had already served it. So that's why that like that's why we had to have the what do you call it punishment. But it should They'll, they'll have some kind of ban, I'm sure. It will be like a season or something. 
but yeah, then there, there's going to be serious I'm... repercussions when it comes to the the setup and details of financial fair play because they're pretty much like city basically said to uefa we dare you to come after us we will lawyer up and destroy the very system that you're saying that we're uh we're we're breaking and i <laughs> kind of feel like they're gonna they might even win this one i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah i wouldn't be shocked either um it's still but what about the game <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Real Madrid. I might take Real Madrid here. I know I know that City definitely have looked better in the last couple of seasons, but I think Zidane has them playing defensively really, really well right now. Furlan Mendy has been an absolute beast at left back since he's come back. I, I don't know. They've they've got Benzema's been playing really well. Um, I think having a player like Gareth Bale. Who can just come in, come off the bench is going to be really, really good for them. I mean, obviously, City have a bunch of good players off the bench too, but I think defensively, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble um, keeping Real Madrid's players out. But then again, I think City are going to score a bunch of goals, so th- this could be a really fun tie too. I think this is probably the other like most mouthwatering matchup in the round outside of uh, Dortmund PSG. I think these two are probably competing. I think it's going to be really close too. I don't. I don't. I don't. Need, I don't like calling either one here because Zidane has I'm, a phenomenal Champions League record. You know, it's I'm pretty really conf- hard to bet I'm against the guy. I'm pretty confident on Real. I'm pretty confident on them. Just and, and City have just been choke yeah. artists this year. They've been. Yeah. They've lost to a bunch of really shitty teams in the league, and I'm looking at the lineup that Real Madrid ran out there against Osasuna, their last game, and this is like the. This is a very similar team that he won with. Won Valverde has been brilliant as well in the midfield. Just he's been one of their best players. Just defensively, they've been so solid. Sergio Ramos also just was scoring they, goals, defending like they, a monster. They don't have the champagne players that they used to. Like if if Cristiano Eden Hazard is kind of a champagne here, player, I, he just needs to show up. He's. I'd be really surprised if he was involved <clears throat> in the first leg. He's like been back in training. Uh, we'll see if he plays tomorrow. Uh, I think they have a league game tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, 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 they, they might play him tomorrow with the intention of not playing him or bringing him off the bench uh, against Manchester City on, on Wednesday or whenever the game is. But it's in Oh yeah, week. it's in a week and a half. So they have a week okay, and so half. yeah, he might, he, he might be a part of it. But I was just about to say they've uh, shifted more towards that same kind of system they had in 2017, I think it was, when they beat Juve in the final 4-1. Throughout their Champions League run, then they would have like almost a diamond in midfield with Cruz, Modric, Casemiro, and Isco. And Isco and Modric would be working their asses off to get all around the pitch. Now they've kind of decided to play one of Modric or Isco, or sorry, one of Modric or Cruz, and then Fede Valverde, Casemiro, and Isco's managed to get back into the team after having that. Uh, that Casemiro has been their, I think, their player this season as well too. Apparently, whenever he's been involved, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. He's they've only conceded like two or three goals in the in the league this year when he's played. So it's it's been pretty crazy uh, how effective he's been at, at just breaking up play. And you know, it, it, if there's a player that I think is better than Fabinho um, at that position in the world, it's definitely Casemiro. I mean, that's why he keeps him out, keeps him out of the freaking Brazilian team. So. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, I, I, I really like have, the, the midfield battle is going to be in, like crazy in this. Um, I think you're going to see it might like it might like neutralize the uh, like each other itself. or neutralize itself. Yeah, 
where you know City's main advantage is probably going to be out in the wings, and even there, you have Mendy on the left and Carvajal on the right. Like exactly. Sterling they have could amazing have amazing fullbacks. Star- to, Sterling to play could get players. at Carvajal though. Like Carvajal has kind yeah. of waned the last couple of years. He's not quite the world class level he was during that like three straight Champions League run. So uh, who knows? But I would I would think that that would be where City uh, look to make their main advantage because yeah that. That midfield Real have have is it's scary. It's it's going to be a great battle. I'm I'm going to stick with Real though. Really, is no one going to pick City? I thought somebody was. I think I will, but I do like Real. Like I think this could go either way. To be totally right. Honest. So was have you guys picked anything different from each other this entire time? No. <laughs> so I'm going to go take City just to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be real rough if out of the Dortmund. PSG and the Manchester City Real game, like we didn't split somewhat. Like the, those, those are the All two right, most I'm, even ties. I feel like one of my boys from the office is a big Madrid fan. He's actually from Spain. Yeah, he, uh, he's also a Scranton alum. He actually started the sports radio department at Scranton. And I texted him, taping my UCL preview pod right now. Uh, who do you like in Real Madrid, Man City? Ha 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 ha! Come on, son. Um, even though City might try harder now that they're out for the next two. Uh, Madrid's very good as defensively, like our chances. Just sometimes we struggle to score. But I think that second leg at Man City is is, uh, is really going to help because we play better on the road. I think it's on the I, yeah. He likes the fact that they've done better on the road. Also, this name me Manchester City's or Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. His best Champions League knockout win, like over which team he's overcome in the past, that is the most impressive. Oh wait, there isn't one. Well, they've beaten Schalke. And the year before, when they lost to Liverpool in the quarterfinal, who did they lose? Or who did they beat in the round of 16? Shakhtar. Shakhtar. So the record against, you know, Liverpool and Tottenham when they've played them in the Champions League and knockout rounds, and then Monaco the previous year losing in the the round of 16. But you do got to think that this is the year Pep's going to be like, guys, this is our last All or nothing. I may be gone after this year. Let's fucking win the Champions League. Like that great movie trope, one last job, one last Ooh. job. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, I told you, I'm really torn about this because I, I do think that Pep is. I could go either, I could way. Go either way. I do think Pep is gonna is gonna really go for this. I think he's gonna know they're a lock for top four, obviously. So, um, I don't know. I'm. Did Pep and Zidane play against each other? Uh, yeah. They did. Yeah. Definitely. This, this, it's gonna be a pretty epic matchup. Yeah, definitely excited for this tie. Yeah, it's gonna be really great. I think it, it it won't be as high scoring as the Dortmund PSG, but I, I definitely think there could be some goals, um, especially at Manchester City. I think it's going to be um, a back and forth thing where I think we'll see a lot of a lot of. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm. Uh, I think that's the one place where Real Madrid are. are it's not that they've been struggling this year, but they're not going to have the leg up offensively over Manchester City. So I think that's. I'm really curious to see how how Man City's amazing offense goes up against you know Real's defense. I think Real are, are the ones that are. I think when you watch this Real team this year, like I, if you look at the lineup that they put up against Atletico Madrid, they started a midfield a, a five. They started five midfielders: Casemiro, yeah. Cruz, Isco, Modric, and Valverde. Yeah, and then it works just, for them. Just Valverde and Isco top. can drift outside, and they're right. just as and good. Just, they just work their Isco, asses just off. Just them up top playing like center forward basically and they just did a defensive job on Atletico Madrid like you know scoring one goal and then getting through that way so I, I I could see them trying to do something like that to this Manchester City side and just frustrate the hell out of them 
and t- I don't know, get, get a couple of goals on the counterattack. They have really dangerous young players that, um, you know, the, the, the two young Brazilian winners, uh, Benito Jr. and uh, Rodrigo. The other one? Yeah, and Rodrigo. Uh, Rodrigo? Rodrigo. He hasn't been yeah. playing, has he? I don't think he has. Uh, no, he hasn't. No, Actually, just been, read a report they've been about playing that. It's that too cold. Heavy midfields centric lineup. But like I said, it's been working for them. Who needs wingers? By the way, Real Madrid, you can yeah. get a plus 150 to qualify over the two legs. So that's right now. I'll probably get this posted so it's out Sunday morning. Get that in before it goes away because, uh, I mean, maybe the action's going towards City because of this news. Uh, or that they they might not be in the Champions League next year, and somehow that's going to make them play better or even harder to to win it. But I don't know. I feel like they were going to give like the same level of effort regardless. I feel it's like I, the first games at the Bernabeu, there was no chance they're going to go to the Bernabeu and like be off. You know. Um, but yeah, I'll stick to Real. Fuck it, I'm taking City. Just honestly, I'm taking City just to prove to Manchester City fans that I can say something nice about them. So fuck you guys. Oh, okay. And in that same vein, uh, Thibaut Courtois has returned to world class status. You know, we wow. were har- we were harsh on him. The Chelsea fans everywhere. Uh, I will continue to maintain that he's a snake, but he got the movie wanted in the end. Struggled through the first year and has been has barely put a foot wrong this season. So you know. Congrats to him, I guess. He he did what he wanted, and he's managed to get back to the same level he was at, kind of at Chelsea and definitely at, at Atletico. All right, so that wraps up another episode of the Ghost Gold Podcast, the Champions League preview. It's fun slicing it and dicing it tonight, lads. Uh, follow us on social for our latest hot takes at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMoss92, at Javier Rev9, at Ghost Gold Pod. Until next time. See you.